What's going on? This is your boy, Lita Johnson, the host with the most. So have a toast. We are back to talk a lot of things. And I'm joining some Villanova news. I will have a Villanova radio coming up, but I'm, I'm, I'm putting Villanova with some good news on the forefront of Pennsylvania. Let's talk about some Phillies. Let's talk about some Eagles. Let's talk about some Sixers. First, let's talk these Sixers. 15 and 12, now they are there. Um, seeing Harden and MB clearly makes the impact more with the lineup, with the lineup playing and their bench getting used to each other. You see Shake Milton, you see Quirkmonds. Everybody's doing their job, not overplaying. I, the bench really, I think this was a blessing in disguise. The Eagles clearly don't have the chemistry. I mean, excuse me, the Sixers clearly don't have the chemistry. But in the same token, they don't, um, they're gaining a lot. The bench played together and really played sound when the three stars were out, Maxie, Harden, and B. And so when you look at it like that, look at how good they got. They went over the nets. I mean, they just been playing so tough. And now the starters come back. How it's just to see how good the, the Sixers can be once the big three gets in there, because that their chemistry still isn't strong. Let's just let's just keep it one thousand percent. The chemistry of the big three, Maxi, Harden, and MB, hasn't been, you know, to that point. It's looked good because the natural greatness of how they play is happening. But they haven't. It's been a lot of mistakes. A lot of times where, you know, no matter if MB scores 30, they don't win. Or Harden has a triple-double. Or if Maxi has 30, they don't win. They got to be ready to play a team defense, ready to know where each other at on offense, ready to counter more because there's not enough points. We're just not playing enough defense because the defense has also gotten better, way better than when they started. So now you look at this team, you see them, and you just see that it's so much more they need to learn. But look how good they are when they're when they're on, when they're playing their good game on both ends of the floor. Just an unbelievable hard to look at the Sixers, right? Harden is just what the doctor order. He is, he's probably the best. If you think about the best combo guard, the best Harden, what he's done, everybody, you can talk whatever and, and say what you want because the proof is in the pudding. Don't say he couldn't have played back in the 90s. He would have been scoring on people in the 90s. Of course, things would have been harder because people are going to foul more. He still would have been a scorer. Still would have did it. He's scoring 30 or 28 with Jordan. That's just how hard. You can say whatever the defensive players you want. I watched it. I, that was my time. My first time watching basketball. Uh, 1991. We're really getting into basketball. I was 10 years old. The, the Bulls played the Lakers. I know it, you can say what you want about players playing hard, hard and dribbling ability would have been next level in, in that time of era. They would have Bumped him, whatever they did. He's a big guy. He's not like a little guy. You think he's just not going to score because he's bumped. The same way he adapted to this generation, he would adapt to that. So now fast forward. He, what he's doing as a point guard is unbelievable. He's totally a different player. Like what he, the game he had against the Kings, I mean, Jesus, 21, 17, 7, I mean, what he's doing, what he was doing is he could hit the three. He's a great player. His IQ is big time. He, he, now it's like he's more confident on the what you see, though, from last year. He's found his niche on the floor with the Sixers as a scorer. 
And this is only going to make him better. And also, he wants to be the point guard. Harden doesn't want to be the best player on the team or, like, take the most shots. You can tell he's just trying to learn everybody. Monty Stiebel plays much better. He starts scoring. He had 15 points against the Kings. He hit three-pointers, multiple. He plays better. He plays at another level with Harden, and that will only make Stiebel better. Just, and it'll make his team better. And you got Max when he comes back, the way he plays with Max. He's just such a good passer. I just never realized just how, just how great of a passer he is. You will see a lot of things happen with, with the Sixers. I, I just think um, that, that there's two things I want to talk about. Maxie, when he comes back, this is going to be another different team. Such a very competitive team. Don't be mistaken by how they started. This team is going to finish. And I, I believe not only that, well, that I think they was going to be one of the top three, but I also felt and still feel top three is just what the, what's going to happen. That's that's a fact. But number one in the Eastern Conference, I think this team hits a stride. We don't know when, but when they hit their stride, they're going to take off. And they're going to be the best team. You're going to see just how good this team is. MB being a factor, being a dominant presence. Harden being an elite floor general. Then you got Maxi. I mean, just the things he's done this year. The 44.93 point a game. With Harden in the lineup, he's going to be different. Tobias Harris, man. Listen, we know about the contract, and I don't blame people or whatever for being mad about him getting that money, but he's still one of the best scoring power forwards in the league. He's a problem. You have to watch him. He's going to score. He can hit from the outside. He can rebound. His passing was big. He almost had flirting with a triple-double against the Kings. P.J. Tucker, Daniel House, Paul Reed, Court Myers, Montrez Harrell. These guys... With Fiber, like this team now, very important how this team ends up playing because the bench is already. I think that was a great tune up. I think the bench is tuned up. You got Niang, I ain't saying say Niang, George Niang, another guy that can play. Like this is this is the right team. Then if you want to talk about just uh, something to throw in there, Jaden Springer might not get time, but the man. When he gets time, you know, you want to throw some bodies in there to play defense at least. He can play defense. He you know, the scoring thing, you know, young when rookies and young players are learning, one thing you're going to do regardless is play some defense. He can play defense. Um, the Eagles, things are said. Things have been said. A lot have been said. That's crazy. Michael Parsons, I love that family. Shout out to his father, Terrence Parsons, mom, family, uh, Harrisburg native, you know. But, man, come on, Micah. Are you serious? This wasn't a smart move. It, it looks tough. You know, your friends might, yeah, Micah, that's how you do it. Don't be scared. You know, they might, uh, your friends and all the fans, they, oh, this is tough. Yeah, go ahead, Micah. You ain't all that good. No. Because, you know, you might not have meant it that way, but that's how it's going to be taken now. 
okay, that's cool. That sits over there, right? But you're 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 poking the belly of of the beast. And I know you have confidence in your team, but is it smart to do that when you're going to war? So now, instead of going in your bag and in your playbook and in your in your heart and soul for this game, you go deeper. You 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 give them an advantage because they're gonna be like pissed. His teammates are gonna be. This is you just. What did you just do? It's one thing to say, yeah, we gonna beat them, and you know, yeah, we got them. We we gonna beat the Eagles. It's one thing to be like that, but to tell the to with their leader, an MVP, the guy's been working hard. People been doubting on him since last year. Now he's here this year. He's doing what he's doing. This man just said he carries scars. Remember that. Remember that. Micah Parsons, my, my man. This is a guy I've been on record. So I still support him, one of my favorite players since high school. Brother, you messed up. Just make the game ten times harder. Like Dallas has had problems with the Texans. They just had to score thirty-three points in one fourth quarter to run away with a game. Eagles have been, you know, tossing people to the left. And you say they say they record. You know, it don't matter if a team is winning twelve games. It's just, it just doesn't matter if a team is winning them like Philly is winning them. I mean, we can flirt with something. We can flirt with the franchise Micah Parsons plays with. Because there was a time Dak was 15 and 1, wasn't he? 15, 14. These guys had a. But he didn't go nowhere. I mean, maybe that's what he's talking about. Maybe he saw the history of Dallas and think, hey, man, you know, it's your scheme. You got to wait till he. Is that what he's saying? You got to wait. Or, or last year. Dallas last year, he was just with a team that over that underachieved. Like they had Cooper, they had Cooper, Amari Cooper. You got um, CD Lamb, and Randy Gregory was there. The team was definitely better than last year. I mean, maybe people can say the defense is much better this year after after last year, but. The team had an elite team last year. A team that could go to the, and that's how they looked. The decision that Dak made, is he saying that Hurts is going to make that decision because he's confident because of that? Like, what did he say? Because it, now let's go to maybe his, you know, a lot of different opinions because there are opinions out there, the schedule. Like I said, we can break it down. I mean, if you can really say that this is the, it was definitely coming in. This is one of the weakest schedules in the NFL. But they can easily lose or struggle against every team if they didn't deserve. I'm talking about against every team. And still be 12-1. and one And struggle against, you know, or, or you just got one blowout. Or maybe two. And you struggled against everybody. Let's just say two blowouts. And you struggled against everybody, and you won though, and you still twelve and one. Philly's not like that. Then you look at that's two <laughs> playoff teams. They're both with seven and four, and Philly blew out both of. Them. You can say what you want about what they those team schedules was, but these were winning record teams they went against, and they clearly let you know where they were 
and separated themselves from those winning teams. So Philly's another different winning team. Could they be two other winning teams who somebody might say, oh, well, they say Dallas, so he had Cooper Rush. Cooper Rush? Okay, Philly did what they were supposed to do. They fell asleep in the third quarter. Cooper Rush made a comeback, and Philly finally said, okay, we're done with this, and then smacked them up. wasn't like Dallas was down and had to come back. I mean, Philly was down and had to come back. They were still leading when, when Dallas made their comeback. They just scored another touchdown and ended the game. And the quarterback in that game was Jalen Hurts. <laughs> Jalen Hurts is winning against Aaron Rodgers. Dak Prescott is winning against Davis Mills. I'm just saying, like, for you to say this, you should have a, a quarterback that's that's in the MVP conversation with Jalen Hurts, at least. At least. At least. Even if you don't have the best uh, – you already don't have a better record. So you can still make that argument if you have a quarterback that's in the MVP conversation with Jalen Hurts. He's not. It's not even close. Even the games where they blew people out. That didn't look like Jalen Hurts. And then another thing, you know, I just want to say that, my God, listen, there's no way in the world, there's no way in the world you can, like, put uh, MVPs. Okay, so if Dak had this team, I guess Micah is saying that Dallas would be 12-1. and one. I, I guess that's what he's saying. I don't know. Cause where, where can I go with that? Where, where, like, where can I go with that? Like, is Dak that? Uh, so, so what are we saying about Dak? Like, he has bad teams. Like, all these teams have been low, bad teams. This is a good team. He's a, that hurts is around. But if you're not a good quarterback, guess what? I don't care what playmakers you have on there. If you're not throwing to him, if you're not throwing good passes, guess what? Let's talk about last year. What Jalen Hurts do last year? He made it to the playoffs, though. He didn't have the playmakers. Sanders was hurt. Um, it was Devontae Smith and Quiz Watkins. It's about teams he beat. Well, this was a young quarterback, and Hurts were talking about getting his chance finally. So he's still young. So it was already impressive to see his drive. No matter what was wrong, what was going on, you saw the talent. And for him to still lead this team to the playoffs. Philadelphia was basically that type of team, though. The people they would beat, they were that type of team. They had to club. It was four games for the Hurts was bad. The departs where Hurts was bad. This the Hurts from last year would not be twelve and one because there were four games that the Eagles could have won last year. We're talking about having winning thirteen games. Four games the Eagles should not have lost. But Hurts threw bad passes, made bad decisions. Was not the cool and smart. He didn't have the experience. He didn't have the knowledge of the game like he does now. And he's totally a different person. But that's his number one thing. Like, the Eagles are looking. That's the one thing. Going to Chicago, it's going to be annihilation. Who do I expect to? Who knows with the Eagles? Are they going to run the ball with Miles? Are they going to run? Are they going to pass it to A.J. Smith? You don't know who. I think Goddard comes back. It's crazy how good they're going to be with Goddard. 
And then the one thing that nobody's thinking about is Robert Quinn coming back. A couple more weeks, Robert Quinn will be back. Unbelievable. And and just to see how that line becomes, like, oh, my goodness. Even the Dallas Cowboys know how good Robert Quinn is. Um, it's, it's really it's something to look at to, to me it's something to look at um, it's, it's going to be a good game Dallas is an elite team um, but if, if we're being if Dallas has a great defense that that's my thing with Philly if you want me to talk about that another another defense you got to come over then Tennessee has a, had a good defense Washington has a, a up and coming defense um Minnesota had talented defense. Philadelphia just goes over people, right? So let's talk generally about the Chicago game. I think um, it's going to be something to see, man. Um, I- I'm kind of mad Quinn won't be able to play in this game to get, you know, do what he had to do. Robert Quinn is – I'm really anxious to see Robert Quinn start playing. I just think he does so much to the other side of the field as a pass rusher. And when you got Sue and you got um, Joseph, I'm really, really excited to see what happens. Brett Kern got signed by the Eagles, which is a three-time Pro Bowler with Tennessee. Another Pro Bowler is added. This team just gets better and better. Like, Tip-Offs has been playing great. But Brett Kern, he's a different guy. You know, he's he's, he's, he's had three Pro Bowls. I mean, so um, – it's going to be something to, to see this team at full strength in the playoffs, and that's what it's looking like. Davis is back. Sue and Joseph are there. And when Quinn comes back, there is a diabolical defensive line. Just Milton Williams, a guy we don't talk about, a monster in there. Like, the, that, that is a fun defensive line. It is fun to watch these guys play. Stopping the run, tackling, sacking. They're, they're, they're just a real good team. Yeah, you know, one thing um, that's good, what's going on to the Nova fans, I've just been, you know, uh, building a high level sports brand and, and just ready to turn back to writing. But I love talking to the people, still doing my. Sports, sports guy, always doing um, recruiting and evaluating. And jo- Jordan DeMont is, of course, people are like, oh, my God. Goodness. He isn't ranked. He isn't. He will be. <laughs> no question. He'll get stars and he'll get ranked. I think he'll be a three-star, possibly a four-star, um, but definitely a three-star. Um I have more news on what 2023, the rest of 2023 brings. But 2024, Neptune made his, listen, this is his full, full undivided attention. Um, His full recruiting class. This is the one he's really involved in. No, Jay Wright involved. And there's a lot of people. Bryson Tucker is involved. I mean, there's so Caleb Williams, Jaleel, um, The guard out of Richard Wood. I mean, there's so many different guys involved that um, 
and, and you know, five stars that want to be involved with Villanova. And it's Bryson Tucker is a guy that you're going to see a lot about. I mean, they're, they're really after him. And Neptune's looking at the top ten because these are good players that he's ironing on. Isaiah Abrams, another guy. He's a good player that he's recruiting. He's getting his eye on. And this is the type of class that could go to a top ten class. Top 15, top 10. Very impressive class he's going to have coming through. Um, Jordan DeMond can come right in and, and, and impact. He's 6'8". He can pass the ball. Great stroke. He just reminds me so much of a taller Kerry Kittles. Like he really does. He, he's a real good – he's a good player. The one thing about Neptune that I think the, the, the country's going to end up noticing in a couple of years is that I think they forgot how great he can recruit. And I think because, you know, after him, first he was assistant coach around Jay Wright. Now you're looking at Neptune, looking at what he can do. And, and, and nobody, everybody forgot he was before them. Now he's back. And his presence, and just like Jay Wright, they grab early recruits before anybody else can. Or they grab, like Kyle Gillespie was just snatched out the air. You know, Angelo Brizzy had no stars when they were. Listen. Jay Wright was recruiting him when no one had him, like, like even talked about Brizzy. All of a sudden, when Jay Wright starts looking at this guy, everyone wants to look at Angelo Brizzy. That's how it went with Villanova. When Jay Wright looked at you, everybody was like, oh, who are these guys? Nana Njoku, no one, no one was on no one's right. Next thing you know, and no stars. Just like Brizzy, when they was recruiting him, no stars. None. Now, as soon as Njoku and as soon as there's more conversation and the, the word of Villanova has boom, here we go, stars come. Same thing with Colin Gillespie. Villanova started recruiting him. He had no stars. Lonnie Walker did, the one they was recruiting before, and then they lost out and they went after Colin Gillespie. Dumont is going to, like, this guy can play three of the four, two, three of the four. I think uh, Villanova right now is is in that type of field where um, it's really intriguing because they get Justin Moore. Listen, when they get Justin Moore back, it's going to be interesting. Justin Moore can get his crazy own shot. He can take over games. You put him in games with Cam Whitmore, them two Merlin boys are going to get down. It is very exciting to see what happens. Mark Armstrong, a point guard, he's just proven he can impact. He's proven it. He's just proven it. Since the since he get he, since the season started, he's gotten his chance. Then Brandon Housens proved he can shoot. Good play. Like this, is the first Villanova class. One thing Neptune is it was the first Villanova class in Villanova history where all of the prospects from the class are impacting at the same time. It's going to be a real interesting team. Slater's going to keep playing. Dixon is going to be a monster all year. Daniels is having a great year. So. They're all going to just got be guys that can you know contribute. Jordan Longino, I think he'll get better and better as, as the year goes on. Want to see more from Trey Patterson? That's what I want to see. You still got an Njoku there who can help with depth, but Trey Patterson and Longino are two play. And I think Brizzy will come up, no no question. He'll be impacting, but Longino and Patterson will help to help this team get to the next level or the level they need to compete for a championship because of. 
no matter how many people contribute, but we're talking about um, Cam Whitmore, Justin Moore, Daniels, Trey Patterson, Longino, the skills that they have can take this team to different level as bench players. I see Villanova doing a lot impact coming, but it's going to take some time. It's just a different era, man. Like it's time for everybody to be kind of real with themselves. Like this is a different era. Like, like what are we talking about? What are we doing? This is a different era of Villanova, man. It has to be like this. Even even surprise me. I thought it was going to start a little quicker. Nah, he got to get used to the play. Players got used to him, and they got to play. And it seems like with Cam Whitmore, he changes the game. But wait till it really, the chemistry really kicks in with Cam Whitmore's talent. It's phenomenal the change he's made to this team by him getting the impact. I think this team is just ready to play. I, I, I think, um, but it's, we need to go through some bumps and bruises first. Give it 10 games and you'll see where Villanova is at. Give it 10 games. I'm out of here, y'all. Uh, I'll be back more with some um, with more Villanova Radio soon. Follow me on Instagram. Follow me on Twitter. Follow the leader.